The market falls as the producer price index rises. The World Health Organization says Omicron is spreading faster than ever. We go over the biggest analyst calls of the day. The Senate passes an agreement on the debt ceiling. American Airlines plans to hire 18,000 more employees in 2022 and much more. This is the Running With The Money briefing. Let's get into it. to another episode of the Running With Money Briefing powered by Pound the Table. Either way, we are back and the markets are down with the Dow Jones down 106, the NASDAQ down 175, and the S&P 500 down 34 points. Now, the worst performing sector of the day, of course, technology down 1.63%. Meanwhile, we have financials, the only outperforming sector up 0.34%. Now, shifting into the first headline of the morning, we had the producer price index for final demand coming in a bit high, up 9.6% year over year and up 0.8% in November. Now, if you go all the way back to November of 2010, that is the highest year over year jumper, the highest level we have at least seen since then. You also take a look at the estimate and the headline producer price index estimate was 9.2%. Uh, and we got a year over year increase of 9.6%. So that estimate uh, a bit below what we actually got. So in essence, the actual number came in hot. We also see that the core producer price index that increased by 6.9% year over year. Now that was a bit slow lower than the estimate, uh, but it is still the fastest ever going all the way back to August of 2014. So in general, what we saw here was the producer price index or wholesale prices rising 9.6% year over year. Definitely something to pay attention to. Now we shift into some commentary out of the World Health Organization today. And we actually heard from the director of the World Health Organization. He went on to say, quote, Omicron is spreading at a rate we have not seen or seen since any previous variant. 77 countries have now reported cases of Omicron. And the reality is that Omicron is probably in most countries, even if it hasn't been detected. He goes on to say, we have learned by now that we underestimate this virus at our peril. Even if Omicron does cause less severe disease, the number of cases could once again overwhelm unprepared health systems. So in essence, the director of the World Health Organization pretty much saying here that we should not ignore uh, this new Omicron variant, that this Omicron variant is spreading faster than any other variant that we have seen. Um, the spread is quicker than we have seen throughout uh, really the entire pandemic. And that if we have too many cases, um, even if the symptoms are not as mild, you could very well see the health systems not only within the United States, but globally be overwhelmed. And now shifting into the biggest analyst calls of the day, we have JP Morgan downgrading Adobe to neutral from overweight, going on to say, quote, the reasons for the downgrades include a combination of limited upside to our price targets valuation. In light of risk that interest rates rise in 2022, adjusting discount rates for the current rate environment and reevaluating reasonable cash flow expectations for our DCF horizon, JP Morgan downgrading Adobe. 
We also had Barclays reiterating Nike is overweight, going on to say, quote, long term, we maintain our overweight and view Nike as one of the post-pandemic brands with even stronger global brand equity, pricing power, and innovation in the product pipeline. Barclays liking Nike, liking what the company has done post-pandemic, and liking it for the long term. Barclays reiterating Nike as overweight, shifting into a call at a JP Morgan. Another call, actually, JP Morgan upgraded CrowdStrike to buy from neutral. Going Going on to say, quote, CrowdStrike has been one of the premier high growth and premium multiple names in software for 2020 and 2021. But the stock valuation has compressed significantly, and we think this provides opportunity for top-line growth to provide performance upside. JP Morgan liking CrowdStrike on a valuation basis and the upcoming expected uh, performance of the company itself. Now, shifting into Morgan Stanley, reiterating Tesla and Rivian as top 2022 ideas. Morgan Stanley going on to say, quote, Rivian's compelling product, strong management, and deterministic access to capital are underpinned by a strategic relationship with Amazon to decarbonize the final mile. We see it as the one that can challenge Tesla. Tesla is a leader in EV manufacturing, batteries, and autonomy, embedded within the company is a fast-growing, high-margin software business that has the potential for highly recurring revenues from its connected car software and services business. Morgan Stanley liking both Tesla and Rivian for 2022. Evercore ISI naming Apple a top 2022 pick today as well. The firm going on to say, quote, we see room for sustained upside through full year 2022 as Apple benefits from multiple tailwinds ranging from sustained iPhone growth, 5GSE, monetization of install base across services and wearables, new product launches and margin expansion. Bull case narrative remains EPS approaches $6.50 plus and the stock works towards $225 per share, if not more. Evercore ISI liking Apple as a top pick for 2022. Morgan Stanley today named Microsoft the top pick for 2022, going on to say, quote, our new report series dives into Microsoft's key priorities, starting with the data management. Investors often overlook Microsoft's leading position here at 12% of revenue. The strong database demand environment should be a key source of upside entering 2022. Morgan Stanley liking Microsoft, naming it a top 2022 pick today. But we also had Morgan Stanley upgrading Unity today and reiterating Disney as overweight. Now, shifting into those two calls, Morgan Stanley on Unity goes on to say, we upgrade Unity to overweight with a $185 price target as we see its unified game engine and ad network as the leading picks and shovels offering for gaming and interactive content. And then when it comes to Disney, the firm went on to say, as part of our year ahead outlook, we one, present the key questions weighing on sediment two, take a deep dive into content spending, and three, update our forecast. While we trim our legacy earnings outlook, we think shares have overreacted and see over 20% upside in shares from here and remain overweight. Morgan Stanley liking Disney, saying that, look, the stock has simply overreacted to the downside, and now there is an upside opportunity. Now, shifting into another sizable headline that actually came out this evening, the Senate passing a debt ceiling increase. So they're finally getting this done a day before the deadline. December 15th is that deadline for the debt ceiling uh, increase to be passed. The Senate reaching the agreement and passing that 50 to 49 party line vote coming out tonight or this evening. 
This resolution will increase the debt ceiling by 2.5 trillion. Yes, you heard that right. 2.5 trillion more dollars being added in U.S. debt, or at least that ceiling being raised by 2.5 trillion dollars. This bill now goes to the House, where it is expected to be approved and then sent to President Joe Biden's desk. The expectation is that President Joe Biden will sign this debt ceiling increase uh, either late tonight or tomorrow, Wednesday afternoon, just before this deadline um, comes to fruition and actually hits. We also had a headline out of American Airlines today through some prepared remarks um, out of the CEO of the company. So in essence, tomorrow, Wednesday, what we're going to be getting is we're going to be getting um, the big time airline CEOs from United Airlines, Southwest Airlines, Delta Airlines, and of course, American Airlines. And they're going to be in a Senate hearing facing some questioning from the Senate Committee on Commerce, Science, and Transportation. In essence, um, they all had prepared remarks and we got these prepared remarks from American American announcing today that they will be hiring more than 18,000 more additional um, employees in 2022 to keep up with increasing travel demand in the comeback in travel uh, globally and nationally. Now you shift into these uh, comments out of the CEO of American Airlines um, and here they are, quote, we believe this positive momentum will continue to build into next year as we've set a target of hiring an additional 18,000 team members in 2022. Each time we add to our ranks, it's like a dividend payment on the investment made in our team through the payroll support program. Instead of building back from collapse, we're growing to provide more promising careers in good paying jobs to hardworking individuals who are the lifeblood of our nation's economy. Southwest today also through those prepared remarks, setting a goal of hiring more than 8,000 employees in 2022 and adding roughly 5,000 employees this year. Now you take a look at how many employees American has actually added this year and they've added quite a bit too. So it's something to pay attention to that these airlines are hiking up the amount of employees they have. Um, and this is really, I mean, that's a huge metric. That's a huge goal for American Airlines to set, planning to hire 18,000 more employees in 2022. Definitely something that we needed to note on the show today. Um, and that coming through prepared remarks for the Senate airline hearing tomorrow with the Senate Committee on Commerce, Science, and Transportation. Something to pay attention to. You could see, depending on how this hearing goes, uh, the airline names move uh, a little on the commentary coming out of that hearing. Now, shifting into Boeing, speaking of airlines and travel, I wanted to note on these Boeing deliveries. So Boeing said today that they have delivered 34 new planes to customers in just the past month, and that puts them on track to actually double their tally of deliveries in 2020. So if you take a look at how many aircraft they delivered in 2020, they delivered 157 in 2020. So 157 aircraft were delivered from Boeing in 2020. And so far this year, they're on track to deliver 302. In fact, they have delivered 302 and they're on track to double that uh, count um, entirely by the end of the year. Now, when it comes to orders, um, they have actually had 91 net new orders in November. So that's a net positive. And most of those orders were for the 737 maxes. And that is also something to know. And all of this really is despite the fact um, that they have had production delays throughout the entire year of 2021. So this company is slowly recovering. Full disclosure, I do own Boeing stock. So I do need to note that when I'm talking about this name. 
But I thought I should throw this in. The fact that not many people are talking about uh, Boeing deliveries and orders actually improving. And they've been improving steadily throughout the year. I mean, you take a look at the pre-pandemic numbers in 2019. Boeing delivered 380 planes um, in 2019. And already they're delivering 302 in so far this year. And they're on track to double the count of last year, which was 157. So it seems that Boeing um, is slowly but surely improving when it comes to orders and delivery. It is also important to note um, that late in October, we saw the Chinese airlines, um, most of those Chinese airlines, you know, basically account for one third of the 370 max planes Boeing uh, has had in their inventory in China and their government announcing that they are working on basically um, the ungrounding of those max aircrafts and they have approved a plan to get those planes flying again. So that's all also positive news. So overall, you have some positive news out throughout not only today, but over the past few months on Boeing that not many people are paying attention to. And it's definitely something to note. Now, shifting into our favorite character in the stock market and in the world. Um, if it is not your favorite character, well, I don't know what you're doing, but Elon Musk selling $906 million in Tesla stock on Monday. Now, as of this morning, he has sold 11.9 million shares. Now, of course, he did say he was going to sell these shares in that infamous Twitter poll, but it is worth noting that he is selling these. Now, some of these shares he is selling is for tax purposes to pay taxes, but some of them are for straight cash outs. So that is something to note. Now, he does have a goal of selling 10%, and if he is going to follow through with that goal, he has to sell roughly um, another $5 billion worth. So that is something to note. Now, if you take a look at these sales, the 11.9 million shares being sold off, they have been throughout 680 separate orders. So those sales taking over 680 separate orders, and that totals roughly $12.7 billion. Um, so definitely uh, some crazy selling out of Mr. Elon Musk. At least I would be calling it crazy. You know, $12.7 billion in stock sold and not too far of an amount of time. That's definitely something to know. Out of one of the most infamous and well-known CEOs on planet Earth, Mr. Elon Musk selling more Tesla stock yesterday. And finally, shifting into this smaller headline out of Luminar. It's one of those names that has been correlated with the EVs quite a bit because of their LiDAR technology. And that company is actually, as of today, announcing that they will be issuing half a billion dollars in convertible debt to fund share buybacks. So it seems Luminar is bullish on their company. They believe it's undervalued at the current price and they are buying back stock, which is actually pretty unusual for a company that's young. I mean, they actually went public via SPAC. So this is very unusual for a company like Luminar to be basically issuing convertible debt to fund their buybacks and to be buying back stock um, at this level where the company currently is. So it is something to note. Luminar apparently uh, extra bullish on their company. They believe they are ahead of the game in buying back stock. A big announcement of a Luminar today. And then finally, Solana Ventures. That fund, Solana Ventures Fund, um, they will be funding a $150 million Web3 initiative with Fort and Griffin Gaming, and this is a Web3 Gaming Fund initiative. So some very cool stuff coming out of Solana Ventures, partnering with Fort and Griffin Gaming on this Web3 Gaming Fund, and that is $150 million going into this project. Um, and those companies shared this deal 
uh, today. Now, we also have to know that Solana's kind of been shifting into this space, this Web3 gaming space. Um, they did make a $100 million deal all not too long ago with FTX and Lightspeed Venture Partners to create a Web3 gaming investment then. So, you definitely have to pay attention to that, and that was in November, but Solana continues to push into the Web3 gaming area with this new $150 million investment partnership with Fort and Griffin Gaming. So, some big-time stuff coming out of the crypto space per usual. And then finally, I want to note on the CNBC survey that we got today going into the Fed commentary tomorrow. By the way, that comes out at 2 p.m. We get Mr. Jerome Powell speaking to the public at 2 p.m. Eastern time, and that is when we will know what in the world the Fed is going to do. But in the meantime... We had this CNBC survey, and it has roughly 31 respondents, and that includes strategists and economists and big money managers. And really what it is, um, is this a survey and what in the world the Fed is going to do? And I want to really uh, just bring these results up. So the survey finds that the majority believes um, that the taper will be sped up by the Fed, that the Fed is going to speed up this pace of taper to $30 billion, which would mean the entire taper would end by March. They also believe there are going to be multiple rate hikes um, brought forward into 2022 and uh, much earlier in 2023. So that is something to note. Um, I figured I'd throw that out there. So that seems to be the expectation for tomorrow that the Fed is going to significantly speed up the taper and bring forward rate hikes. If they do that, you know, those fears in the market could be met. But if they don't do all of that and the expectations not met, well, we know what will happen. Typically, some of that fear will come off and the market will move to the upside. But who knows what happens? We simply have to wait. No coin tossing here on running with the money. In the meantime, I want you all to eat, sleep, profit, trade on, and go get my boys over at Pound the Table to listen. You can listen to them on Spotify or anywhere you listen to podcasts, including Apple Podcasts. They're producing some of the best podcasting financial content in the space, and I'm proud to call them team members. Also, go give me and my team a follow at Running With The Money on Instagram and Facebook or at Luke Donay on Twitter. Eat, sleep, profit, trade on, and I will see you tomorrow.